Great to see you. Grab a seat. Wow. Who watched the early game? 4 a.m., was it? 4 a.m.? Wow, okay. If I see you kind of... Um, I don't know what's about. Man, cool. Hey, um, it's really good. It's really good to be here, actually. Um, just particularly those first couple of songs felt like you guys have cracked something open and praise and something. Is that right? Something shifted. Um, felt like that. And um, yeah, it's just uh, and I. It's great. I I hear you're doing a started a series about enlarge. Is that right? Awesome. So uh, tonight I'm going to uh, speak specifically about some stuff around that, around changing some mindsets, mess with your heads around some of the mindsets and paradigms and thinking that God has to change if we're going to be enlarged. Um, but uh, I just, uh, last week uh, in Auckland was kind of a, a gap between series and um, it's been interesting in Auckland equippers because it's God's been quite kind of hard out for a few months. You know, we had a shout conference, which was kind of prophesy. How many people went to shout conference? Yeah. It was like prophesy, God. So how many people God kind of put fingers on issues and kind of deal with us? It was like, whoa. And then there were, up there we did the series about abide. Did you guys do? You did that? And it was like, man, how, what's, what do I got to deal with to be able to kind of stay connected and be at home with God, not just touch and back off, touch and back off? And then we did the Free Indeed series. Did you do that? You haven't done that? That was like, then it was like, okay, deal with this issue and this issue. So everyone was like, whoa. Uh, and then, then we're going into, and Pastor Sam Monk's been this whole, this great verse from Psalm 65 about you crown the year with bounty and kind of, come on, that God's going to do something. And it almost felt last week like God just went, not time out, but like, hey, pause. And I just want to really encourage you with how far you've come and what God's doing and, and where we're going. And, um, and Pastor Willie told me you're doing this in large series. And I just felt God say to me, I want you to do that same message down here on Sunday morning. So um, I, I trust that, um, in fact, I just feel God's anointing come when I say that. I trust that you're going to be encouraged this morning. I trust that um, God's just going to... If you've been going through some stuff that God, you know, been dealing with stuff, been challenging, it's been a stretch, that but like climbing a mountain, just pause, look around, and God's just going to encourage you about how far you've come, and then you pause, and then you energize, and you get fresh vision to go and step on and crown the year with bounty and to think about being enlarged. So, um, you know, so I, I, I trust that you're going to be encouraged, and um. And, and God's going to refresh something of vision, and, and I'm going to speak about heart. Oh, there it is. I'm going to speak about harvest, and um, and God's going to refresh a sense that there is a you know some of us have been sowing and sowing that there is a harvest in your life that there has been portions of harvest that there's areas of life that you're seeing harvest and that will give you confidence to to reengage again with the vision of the bigger harvest that maybe you lost sight of, and um. I don't know if whether I just, I, I, funny too, I just, uh, last yesterday, thinking about coming down here, I just felt this incredible kind of love for um, Willie and Desiree. I thought, man, I'm getting soft in my old age or something. But I think it's actually a God thing, I think, too, just to, um, you know, uh, you guys are poised at a great place. And, um, you know, well done. Well done. And I trust that you're going to be encouraged. And I really feel that's a God, I just feel the love of God for you too, and commending, and I trust that you're going to be encouraged today too. So harvest is a great theme uh, in Scripture. There's a whole lot of verses, so we're going to flick. I'm just going to, me and the person down the back are going to make this work, hey? So if you flick up, uh, I'll just show you a whole lot of verses. Hopefully we're going to make it work, yeah. So just a quick, like, you know, Galatians, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we'll reap a harvest. I'm just going to show you a whole lot of verses just to get you thinking about this. Proper, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Start thinking, you know, that there, there is, I don't know if you've ever worked there, it's easy to get weary. There's a time when it's just hard work and you're just doing the good and doing the good. And, but, but there's a proper time. There's a timing in this thing for harvest. There's a time to do the hard yards, to do the work, and then there's a time for harvest. And it's like, man, it's just so easy when heads down, just doing the hard work and not seeing a lot of result, just to kind of give up. And, and God wants you to encourage, to encourage you today 
uh, not to get weary in the hard yards, in the, in the sowing, in the work, because there is a harvest and there's a timing to harvest. And, you know, and again, I just in the worship, just sense God's going to commend some of you around you just being faithful and sowing and sowing and sowing into God's purposes, into your life. And, he, and he want, He's going to encourage you again today. Hey, there's a harvest when you do that. But our challenge is, let's not, let's not, ah, oh, what's the use? You know, it'd be like a, anyone when you're a kid kind of planted a seed and then the next day went and dug it up to see if it's growing. You know, that, no, am I the only one? <laughs> Seriously? Nobody did that? Yeah, thank you, brother, you saved me. Uh, but uh, it's like, you know, that's, that's a sign of immaturity, that's an instant, like, oh, I planted it, there's going to be a harvest. No, no, there's a time to this. And maturity says I sow and I sow and I sow in the season, and I know that there's a season of harvest. And so, again, just to encourage you, it's not, it hasn't been pointless, it hasn't been in vain. There's a season for plowing, there's a season for sowing, and there's a season for harvest. It's just one, we've been not spending that long on all these verses. I just want to get you thinking about it. Sluggards do not plow in season, so at harvest time they look and find nothing. It's like, yeah, there's a season when it is doing the hard yards. I'm plowing things up. I'm sowing things. And i got to work hard then because I want to not just look around and go, oh, how come everything's happened wonderfully there? Yeah, well, there was a season where they sowed. There's a season where they dug deep and they did the hard yards. So there's a harvest time where people get to enjoy it because they did work so hard. They did put in the hard yards. And so the harvest is then even more precious to them. Next one, just to get you think, peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. You know, sometimes in, maybe in our lives, maybe there's relationships in our family. and church. It's like, man, I, I'm the one who just keeps sowing peace into the situation and other people there difficult or challenging or resistant, and I've just kept sowing peace over weeks or months or years, or some of you even over decades, dealing with different relationships, and you're the one who keeps sowing peace into that. And again, the principle, there is a harvest of righteousness, and God wants to commend you. Again, it hasn't been in vain. It hasn't been in vain. There is a harvest. I pray that God is going to show some of you the harvest that you may not have seen. Uh, that has been happening. Next, you know, no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Yeah, those times of sowing and plowing when God says, come on, I want you to plow up. I want you to deal with this issue. Come on, I want you to just keep sowing into this part of your life or sowing into this relationship or sowing into your development. It's not fun. But, but God's saying, but there is a harvest in it. There is a harvest, and, and some of, I want you to catch in your spirit, there is a harvest. Those of you who have sowed into training, those of you who have sowed into church and life and God and relationships and prayer, uh, there is a harvest. There is a harvest, and I want you to kind of catch that belief again in your spirit. There is a harvest. It hasn't been in vain. There is a harvest in God. Yeah, next one. Um, this is great. You know, Hosea, sow righteousness for yourself. Reap the fruit of unfailing love. Break up the unplowed ground for it's time to seek the Lord. Again, principles, sowing, plowing, and then there's a time of reaping. You know, if, you've, if, you've, if you know that God's been taking through a time where he's challenged you to plow up areas of your life, they were comfortable, they were, you thought they were okay, and, he, okay, and he's going, no, no, come on, plow that up, because there's a greater fruitfulness I want to bring in there. Just don't leave it stagnant and going nowhere. I want to turn that into a fruitful part of your life. And it's like, man, that's awkward, that's uncomfortable. Maybe that hurts, that cuts. But there's a harvest from that. And God's going to commend some of you have been faithful in allowing God to plow. You've been faithful in sowing and allowing God to sow into your life. And so I want something to kind of leap in your spirit again today. Come on, there's a harvest from all of that work. There's a harvest. You're going to see it in your lives because there's a harvest. Uh, next one. There's this great psalm, you know, a famous verse. Those who sow with tears will reap with songs of joy. How many know sowing is often a time of tears? Like this is this is not a lot of fun. This is hard. This this relationship is hard. I'm sowing into this relationship with this child or with this spouse or these 
people in my work or church or whatever, or, or this is just hard, or dealing with this issue, this is, there's tears. And God's promise is that there is going to be a reaping with joy. The harvest is a time of joy. And those tears uh, water the ground, and they've opened up something in God, and they haven't been wasted. There's a harvest of joy. It's interesting when you look at the whole psalm that this comes from. It's a beautiful psalm as Israel reflected on these times. And I just, you know, I want to show you this. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dreamed. You know, some of us have toiled for so long, maybe with a, a child or a marriage or a church situation or whatever. And it's like, if it, in a moment, if God turned it around, it's like you're walking around like, am I dreaming? Like I'd given up hope that this could be a reality, and it feel, almost feels like a dream now. Like, can I really believe it could be this good, that I could be living in the harvest of what I sowed into for so many years? You know, and it goes, our mouths are filled with laughter, our tongue, tongues with songs of joy. It was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. Repeats it, the Lord has done great things for us, and we're filled with joy. You know, I don't know if you've been in a situation where it's just been hard work and when it's over and when something shifts and to go, man, I can hardly believe this is real. God has done great things for us. God has done great things. God has turned around that relationship. God has turned around that situation. God has maybe dug you out of debt or changed the situation. And to go, the joy that comes when, when it's like, I can hardly believe this is real. Because God has been so good, you know, and, and certainly that's been my testimony. And then that's where it flows on. Restore our fortunes. Then the verse comes. Those who sow with tears will reap with songs of joy. Those who go out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with them. There's a harvest. There's a harvest. There's a time to sow. There's a time to plow. It's associated often with tears, with hard work. But there's a time of reaping, and there's a time of harvest. And, and we're going to talk tonight about changing some of the mindset about enlargement. But today, you just got to catch this fresh sense of life and vitality, of an expectation that life is going to break out, harvest is going to break out, fruitfulness is going to break out in our lives. So if you flick up the next one, you know, these images, there's a time when it's just like that, cutting and turning things over, just faithfully sowing. But I want you to start, flick up the next one, start to get these kind of images. When I start to see fruitfulness, when I start to see life, when I start to see bounty, when I start to see multiplication, you know, when you start to see these kind of biblical images of the fields white as harvest, when I start to see, man, things coming together, you know, I don't know, you know, I've been there when you just slog away for 10 years or 15 years with a relationship, and you think this is never going to change, and I can't see and enter this, and then to see somehow God turn it around, and to go, oh, I can hardly believe that I'm not just wrestling and stuck in this place anymore. And to start to think of this, oh my goodness, it's starting to work. Stuff is starting to happen. We're starting to see favor and results and life and joy again. And this morning, God wants to, to inspire you with that. Flick up the next one. If, um, you know, when you think about harvest, what, what's the qualities of harvest? Just three things here. The land yields its harvest. God, our God, blesses us. It's associated with blessing. Psalm 85, the Lord will indeed give what is good and our land will yield its harvest. Goodness. Psalm 137, 37. Did I say that right? Psalm 107, 37. They sowed fields and planted vineyards that yielded a fruitful harvest. So it's the images of blessing, of goodness, and fruitfulness. Blessing, goodness, fruitfulness. Blessing, goodness, fruitfulness. Blessing, goodness, fruitfulness. Can you start to carry that expectation? That's when the, that's what harvest means. I start to see blessing in terms of good things, multiplication, life. I start to see good things happening. I start to see fruitfulness. There's a time when I just labor and labor, and it all seems to come to nothing. I'm sowing, I'm plowing. But the time of harvest, blessing comes. Goodness comes. Fruitfulness comes. 
Some of you are weary because you haven't seen that yet. God's going to show you some glimpses of where that's coming. Restore a hope that that's his portion. He's not, he doesn't do that other stuff because he's nasty. He's doing it because there's a time to sow and there's a time to plow. It's for the harvest. It's for the harvest. But we so often get a loose perspective in those times and, and, and we just get weary. And God wants to commend you for your faithfulness in those times and restore just that spark of joy that goes, there's a harvest. There's a harvest. There's a harvest. Okay, next one. If, um, you know, the, a fourth uh, kind of quality there's that word enlarge. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as a people rejoice at her harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. If there's one thing that's distinctive of harvest in Scripture, it's the theme of joy. There's a time of sowing and plowing with tears, but the harvest is a thing of joy. And you need that some portion of that in your life this morning. You need to recapture something of seeing glimpses of the harvest because joy comes. Joy comes. And the joy is your strength. Flick out the next one. It's interesting how much this is an image that's used in Scripture. You know, in the Gospels, Jesus, a lot of his parables are the image of sowing and harvest. Which maybe, I don't know, like I preach about this in Auckland. Aucklanders don't have a lot of ideas about growing plants. I don't know about in Dunedin, but... Unfortunately, Jesus, it's Jesus' main image, so you, they're going to have to put down their lattes and learn about growing plants or something. So, um, so that, you know, a farmer goes out to sow his seed, and yeah, some of it comes to nothing, but still other seed fell on good soil where it produced a crop 160 or 30 times. Yeah, I sowed and I sowed and not everything came, but there's some seed that you've been sowing. There's a harvest coming. There's a hundredfold. There's sixtyfold. There's thirtyfold. There's multiplication. The thing I realized, do you know what blessing in Scripture is? Blessing is associated with multiplication. It doesn't mean just, yay, nice things happen. It means what I've sowed multiplies. What I'm sowed, there's a bounty to it. What I sowed, there's an abundance to it. Who wants harvest in your life? I do. You know, another parable he tells, if you flick up the next one, you know, this kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. Someone else sowed other seed. You flick up the next one. Again, the result, you know, let them grow until the harvest and then gather the wheat into my barn. Flick up the next one. You know, another one in Matthew, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted. Though it's the smallest of all seeds, yet when it grows, it's the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree. Who knows, some seed that you've planted is going to have a great harvest. Some seed that God's planted, one word that God planted in your life at church years ago or in a devotion or at a conference can have a great harvest in your life. That's how the kingdom works. It's one sentence that you gave to someone, one something that you shared, an email, a text, a, a, a blessing that you gave, that there's a harvest. That's how the kingdom works. Uh, if you flick up the next one, uh, you know, this is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain. First the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come. It's like, guys, don't get thrown. There's a process to harvest. Again, we live in an instantaneous you know, society. Stick it in the microwave, put it on. Don't wait for the three beeps at the end. We don't understand the, how God works in our lives. God is a God who sows who plows, there's a process, and then the harvest comes. Can you see the harvest? Can you keep faithful to the harvest comes? You know, the passage, the abide passage we looked at, you realize it's all about being fruitful. Every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, so will be even more fruitful. No branch can bear fruit by itself. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Next one. Um, I'm the vine, you're the branches. If you remain in me, you'll bear much fruit. And down verse 8, this is my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. God is glorified by fruitfulness in your life. 
He's not mean. He's not nasty. In those seasons of sowing and tears and plowing, we can think somehow God's just being harsh on us. No, there's a time of plowing. There's a time of sowing. But his glory is displayed in the time of fruitfulness. Who wants to see more fruitfulness in your life? I do. You and me, man. Sounds like. I want to see more fruitfulness. And I, I got to trust the goodness of God that he's glorified by the fruitfulness in my life. There's a process of plowing. There's a process of sowing. But the goal that he's focused on is the harvest. Where's the harvest in your life today? Because that's to his glory. You know, if you have these kind of images again, this is what God's about when when there starts to be a multiplication of seeds, next one, you know, when, when there's sort of a, a bigness to the concept of harvest, next one, when there's a gathering in, can you get, this is what God's about in our lives. This is what God is about in your life. When you're actually sitting there going, man, I've received a harvest to what I've done. I just, I, can I encourage you, can you, are you able to receive the harvest in your soul? Can you open up again to the goodness of God? That you've been faithful. There's so many faithful people here. But faithfulness is for the harvest. Trust Him for the harvest. I encourage you. Can you see again the harvest? Next one. You know, I want to give two examples in Scripture of this, this thing of the principles of the harvest. So I want to talk about the image of Genesis chapter 1 about how God works, and then I want to talk about the harvest festivals of Israel. Is that okay? If you've been up since 4 o'clock, that's going to be a bit much. But um, just trying to take a deep breath, have another slug of coffee, and we'll go, okay? So Genesis, interesting Genesis 1, the story of creation, because um, it... The picture is of the earth was formless and void or formless and empty. It's just this big chaotic mass. And, and it's interesting how God begins to create. Because I picture the angels, you know, like from all eternity, they've been hearing like, well, one day God's going, one day we're going to create this universe. And, and they go, oh, cool. And then one night God comes, okay, tomorrow's the day. We're going to do it. And they're like, get up early, put their carpenter's belts on. We're ready to roll. We're going out. We're going to make a universe. And so if you flick out the next one, they turn up in verse, oh, yeah, go on to the next, yeah, that one, that's good. And, and they turn up, and God, okay, they walk up, and God says, let there be light. In English, that's four words. In Hebrew, it's two words. Let there be light, and it's like, bang, light, and there's light, and then there's dark, and it says God saw it, and he, and he said it's good, and then it's evening and morning, first day, and so they, the angels are going, wow, that's amazing, and then God goes, man, that's good. Let's just, let's just enjoy that for a bit. Okay, let's knock off now, and we'll go home, and we'll come back tomorrow, and they must be, what do you mean? We've been waiting for it. You did two words, and he's going, yeah, but look at that light, dark, light, dark, light, dark, that's, and they're going, yeah, but look at all the rest. It's a mess. He's going, no, no, just look at, we've done this. That's good. That's good. That's good. And, I, and, I, and I've never really seen it before. Verse 4, God saw it's good. See, everyone, the, the devil and, and your own perfectionism wants you to focus on the bits God hasn't done. But God saw. Man, everything else is a mess still. But do you see how we've nailed this light, dark thing? I see it. And that's good. See, a lot of us are only able to celebrate when, when everything is nailed. Everything is perfect, which the chapter gets. All the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted and everything. And it's like, no, no, you need to be able to see the one bit of harvest and go, man, that's good. And everyone else goes, yeah, but look at this. Look, yeah, yeah, well, there's tomorrow. But today, look what we did, and man, that is good. And, and one of the things I want to say is you'll only be able to sustain the work to the final goodness if you can see the partial goodness today. 
Where's the harvest today? Where's the one thing that God has done that's good in your life this year? You go, oh, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, don't worry, that's for tomorrow, but where's the thing that you stand up and say, man, I see that and that is good because there's a harvest there. I haven't got a harvest in these other things, but there's a harvest there and I can see it. So if you can see the partial harvest, your faith will be restored and your faithfulness will be sustained to keep going for the final harvest. But if you can't see the partial harvest that you've achieved today, you won't be refreshed to carry on. Can you see the harvest that he's brought already? In your life, you know, it goes on the second day, he divides the waters above and below, and, and that second that doesn't even say it's good. Sometimes there's stuff you just got to do as part of the process, it's not particularly good, it's not bad, but it's just you just got to do it, it's just part of the process. And you just want to be encouraged. We're making steps, we're gaining momentum. We're, we're not where we want to be, but we're not where we I was yesterday. And, and if you keep just looking at where I want to be, you'll lose heart. You've got to be able to turn around and go, man, we have made some progress. We have done some hard work, but we have moved. I'm not where I want to be, but I'm not where I was. Anyone got that as their testimony? I'm not where I want to be, but I'm not where I was. God's done some things. There has been a harvest in my life. There has been fruitfulness in my life. God wants to encourage you. You know, then by then the third day, if you flick on the next one, you know, then again he's, he separates the land and, and, uh, and he sees that that's good. And then by the fourth day, if you flick up the next one, you know, he's starting. See, what he does is he steps into the mess and he, and he starts just creating order and structure. I skipped over that side. But day one is like, let's separate the light and dark. And then day two, let's separate the waters above and below. And then day three, let's separate the land and the sea. And then he comes back and he's like, now we've got a bit of order and structure in this. Now I'll come back and I'll start filling up those things with life. See, the, the point of increase, the point of multiplication, the point of blessing doesn't start straight away. God's a God who first of all steps into our lives and starts bringing some order and some structure. And then he comes back and goes, now we've got that. Impl- now I can come back and I can fill up those things. I can multiply in those things. So he, he starts filling up, you know, lights in the, in the sky, filling up the light in the dark. That's the fourth day. Flick up the next one. You know, and then the fifth day, he fills up the waters above and below with birds and fish. But it's only here, down in verse 22, fifth day, God blessed and said, be fruitful and increase and fill and let the birds increase. See, there's a moment that comes when the foundations have been laid, when things have been put in place, where God then just starts to begin to speak increase and blessing and harvest and fruitfulness. But it doesn't come on day one, it comes on day five. And you need to be able to see what God's doing, maybe just sorting stuff, just organizing, just just putting the foundations in place. Because there's going to come a moment when he just speaks a word and the structure has been in place and things are in place that it just lands and multiplication starts and blessing starts and increase starts and fruitfulness starts. But it's part of the process. You know, and then if you go into the sixth day, the next one, you know, then he, then he starts producing the animals. And then next one, he produces the human beings. Next one. Uh, and then next one. And then again with them also, be fruitful, increase in number, fill the earth. Now, we're on, now we've got some momentum. Now we've got some, a roll on this thing. And then so finally, the next one is the end part. God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. See, there is a final harvest where it all comes together, but there's a process to get there. And you need to be able to see the good things God has done already in your life. Maybe other people can't see them, but can you see them? Can you see how far you've come? Rather than just comparing, like, I just, I just keep looking out here when it's all very good. Listen, till the day you die, you're not going to land here. If you're not going to be able to be happy and celebrate and rejoice, you're going to have a miserable life. You're going to drive everyone else miserable. 
You need to be able to stand here and say, God has done good things today. And over here, God has done more good things today. And even, maybe that wasn't even particularly good, but we needed to do it and we're further ahead than we were yesterday and we're ready now for tomorrow. And over here, God is starting to inject a multiplication and a blessing. And I did the hard yards of doing the sowing and doing the plowing and let God, and now there's blessing starting. And so I'm believing more. I can see that that is gonna happen. I can see that it's gonna come when there come a day when it is all very good. You know, and the whole passage finishes, actually, the next chapter, if you flick up the next one. The seventh day, God had finished. He rested. He blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, he rested. You know, and, and I, I just have this, I have this feeling, Pastor Willie, that you stand at the shore. Like, everything you've come has just brought you to the shore now where you look out on this, and there's a, there's a multiplication, and there's a, you, I just, you're standing at the shore, of something great, you know, and there's a lot of work of putting stuff in place, but there's an expectation of a season, you know, you get, we've done some stuff, we've sorted, we've put some things in place, and now God's going, now I can step in and start to start to speak the word of blessing, the word of increase, the, the word of fruitfulness, but, but if you get discouraged and you get weary back here, you give up before you get to this point. That's why you've got to go back to, can you see the good thing he's done already? So that you start to pick up the momentum. You start to not get weary and you keep going because you believe in a harvest. You believe in fruitfulness. The presence of God is just going to drop in people's spirits, this thing of where's the harvest? That relationship with that kid that you've just been, it's been all one-sided for years. You know, you're the one. That relationship at work where, where you've just done stuff, there's a harvest. There's a harvest. Maybe it's even just in your character, in your prayer, but there is a harvest. There is a harvest. You know, the, flick up the next one. This kind of image of, of blessing. Next one. You know, I just want these images again. This is, this is his purpose. If you flick up the next one, it's interesting. The, the second kind of model that I want you to think about is so the Jewish society uh, was an agricultural society, and so a lot of the laws was around structuring their life and their year. And so there were three harvest offerings. And, and there's some great psychology in this around how to think about the spiritual harvest in our lives. Because, again, there's a sequence. So the first one is something called first fruits, where the priest... The first harvest crop that was growing, they took the first bits of grain and they took a sheath and they waved it before God and went, here's the, here's the harvest. You think, when I think harvest, you think of the whole fields and the barns full. It's like, here's this priest going, here it is. Because <laughs> it was like, I've seen the first part. I know it's coming. I haven't seen the whole harvest yet, but I stand before God and I wave the first part and go, it's coming. It's coming. I haven't seen it all yet, but I've seen this. Here's my harvest, God. See, if you can't, if you can't see that, you're never going to see the rest of the harvest. You can't stand before God and go, thank you, God, I've, we've, I've seen it. I plowed and I sowed and I've seen this. It's happening. No, it's not the fullness, but it's the first fruit. And you've got to give thanks for the first fruit of the harvest. And this morning, God wants you to see that. If you wave, it's God. God, finally we're talking to each other again. That child... Finally, finally, oh, I don't want to be rude and offensive. Um, no, no, uh, you know, in your marriage, there's been some, finally, we're back communicating. We're back speaking nicely to each other. We'll give each other hugs again. I haven't got the full, this dream that I had. I'm still not seeing that, but God, thank you for this. Rather than, oh, no, it's not there. I'm not seeing this. No, I'm not, but I'm seeing this. Thank you, God. You know, and then the second one, 50 days later, that first 
crop, only one, they got a whole lot of crops, but one crop, they brought it in and they, uh, you know, did the whatever, I can't think of the technical terms, you know, hit the grain. What do they do? Thresh, make it into flour, bake a loaf, bring the loaf before God and go, here it is. Now, I haven't got all of the harvest, but there's a whole, there's one area now that there's some weight and there's substance. Back here was just a sheath. But now, man, there's one that there's a bit of weight in this. There's, a, there's one area, like there's a whole lot of areas not yet, but the first actual real crop, I stand before God and I go, we got this. We, we, there's starting to be a bit of weight to what we're doing. There's a, bit of, there's a bit of momentum to this. Now, I haven't got everything, but God, we, we were here with the sheath and I could see that. But now, God, I'm coming with gratitude that we've seen a whole crop come in. Man, my, I'm, I'm still working on my marriage, but the relationship with the kids is good. You know, I'm still stuck in debt, but, but I've finished this training at work, and I've been to the bank, and we've got a debt consolidation loan, and there's just, there's just some areas that are picking up a bit of weight. You know, and we haven't, we haven't got all this, but, in, you know, we've got the children's ministry. It's just there's some weight to it now. And so we thank you, God. And, you know, we're still working on something, but, we're, man, we've cracked something in praise. There's a bit of weight there now. There's something solid there that I can stand before God and go, thank you for this. Can you see that part of the harvest? And then the final one was right at the end of the year when all of the crops were in. The whole harvest was complete. Then it was just full-on party time, and, and, and they just had a massive party because the harvest was over, the work was over, it was time to party. But I think that's a really interesting psychology. You need, to, you need to be able to wave the one little bit. Everyone might look at you and go, can you not see the mess in your life? Yeah, but I'm just, I can see this. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I see what you've done. I see what you, I refuse to focus on the mess. I see what you've done and it is good. And then to go, yeah, and there's this area that there's some actual weight to it. And when I see that again, then, then hope springs to actually believe that one day something's really going to happen down here. And, and you, need to, you need to see all three of those. You know, we'll quickly just look at, the passages, you know, and that found in Leviticus, um, uh, you know, so this is when you reap the land, uh, bring to the priest a sheaf of the first grain you harvest. He is to wave the sheaf before the Lord. Isn't that amazing? Here's the harvest. And but then the next one is the, um, look at the next one. From the day after the Sabbath, you brought the sheath of the wave up and count all seven full weeks, count all 50 days, and present an offering of new grain from wherever you live. Bring two loaves. That's the like, man, now we've got one. We've nailed this area. We've gathered it in. We've got the harvest here in this one crop. And then the final one, uh, of Leviticus. So beginning from the 15th day of the seventh month after you've gathered the get after you have gathered the crops of the land, celebrate the festival to the Lord for seven days. This was the massive festival uh, of the final end. If you flick up the next one, it's interesting. The apostle Paul thought like this. See, for him, they thought of God's plans in the future, and God was going to raise everyone from the dead and whatever. And but he thought of he had seen Jesus the risen Christ, he said, and probably, uh, probably that first wave thing happened Easter Sunday. There's some debate and scholars and stuff. But, but it's like, I haven't, I've seen the one. I've seen, there's one resurrected human being, and Paul's, I've seen him. I've seen him. And because I've seen that, I've got confidence. I can put up with the persecution. I can put up with the trouble because I've seen the first fruit. I've seen it. And so I know I'm confident that the final harvest is going to happen because I've seen the first fruit. Christ is the first fruit. Because he's risen, everything else is guaranteed. I've seen the one little, this is how God works. Where's the first fruit in your life? I'm still struggling with these areas. I've still got to work on this. But God, I've seen the first fruit. 
And because Jesus is the first fruit, you can be confident. And then he also thinks, if you flick up the next one, as the church is like the Pentecost, because this second thing happened on Pentecost, is like, I've seen Jesus, I've seen the church birth. And because of that, I'm just absolutely confident that the final harvest is going to happen. Do you see how those three fit together? I've seen the first one. I've seen this bigger thing happen. And because of that, I'm confident that it's going to work. I'm confident. I have a confident expectation. So if you flick up, you know, the next one. So for Apostle Paul, you know, he uses the fruit of the Spirit. It's like, well, if I don't see the fruitfulness in the external world, I know there's going to be a fruitfulness in my internal character. It's like the devil can't win. There is going to be a harvest. Now, I can't control other people's situations, but when I sow peace, when I sow faithfully, when I sow goodness, there is going to be a harvest. Uh, At times, there will be a harvest in my external world, but there is always going to be a harvest in my character. You You cannot lose. There is going to be a harvest. All of that sowing, all of that plowing can never be in vain. Paul's absolutely confident of that. You know, and then he even, it's interesting, if you flick up the next one, the ultimate loss when you bury someone. You know, it looks like it's all over. The Old Testament image, you know, from, from dust they came, I'm putting them back in the dust. For Paul, it's like, no, even my thinking about that's changed. Now he thinks, when I bury someone, it's like, I'm just planting a seed because the future's guaranteed, because the harvest is guaranteed. This isn't the end. This isn't failure. This is just another sowing. It's like, so with the resurrection, the body that's sown is perishable. It's raised imperishable. It's sown in dishonor. It's raised in glory. It's sown in weakness. It's raised in power. It's sown a natural body. It's raised a spiritual body. Paul is like, I can't lose. I can't lose. Because Jesus has risen from the dead. Because the church has been birthed. There is a harvest that's guaranteed. Flick up the next one. Where's the, can you see? Can you see? Maybe I can get the musicians up. We're going to finish it. Can you see in your life? Where's the harvest? Can you see it? And then the next one. Can you see where there's actually an area that he's actually brought it to fruitfulness? Now, there's a whole lot of areas that aren't sorted yet, but this area, there's some weight to it. There's something solid there. It wasn't there a year ago. It wasn't there five years ago. But God has brought a harvest. And because of that, if you flick up the next one, I can believe for that day when every crop comes in and every good thing has happened. Can I ask you to stand? I just, I'm just going to lead us in a little uh, kind of prayer. If you guys can just play something in the background, it would be good. And uh, can, I, can I encourage you right now to just open to God, if that means closing your eyes or raise a hand or two, but however you, however you just engage with God, And I'm, gonna, I'm just going to lead you through some prayer things. And here's, here's the first thing, okay? There's a time of just sowing and plowing. That's hard work. That's tears. And we don't see a lot of fruit from it. Now, we just get weary. We just get tired. And there's an anointing coming right now where God is just coming alongside you and commending you for your faithfulness. Whoa, Holy Spirit. You have been faithful. You know, with that with that spouse with the mental health issues, with the, the child that's gone off the rails, with the just with the struggling with the debt, with the trying to work at this thing, trying to keep my heart right in church. Uh there is just a, he's just coming along and says, you have been faithful to sow. You've been faithful to plow. And he knows that some of you are weary. So he's just going to give you a glimpse of the harvest today to encourage you. 
but just let it settle on you now. It's the Holy Spirit commending you for your faithfulness. You've invested in training. You've tried to deal with some of those issues that you know are just tripping you up. You've been faithful. Come on, you guys have been faithful. You guys have been awesome. Come on, you're faithful people. God knows that you work hard. God knows that you've sowed and sowed. God knows that you've allowed him to plow stuff up. Come on, he's commending you this morning. He's like, these are my people, man. They're faithful. They just keep going. They do the hard yards. But now he wants you to recognize the harvest. Because he wants you to be encouraged. What's the what's the sheath? Sheath. The first little bit. I ain't seen a lot of the harvest, I'm believing, but I've seen this. Let him, let him cause you to see it. And when you see it, well, however spiritually, I want you to wave it before God. I want you to go, I see it. I'm a better person than I was this time last year. I'm a, I'm a stronger leader. I've dug some wells of character. You know, that relationship with that one person. Where's the first fruit in your life? Can you see it? Can you see it this morning? Can you see it? You've developed capacity. Come on, you've developed abilities. Come on, you've been faithful and, and, and opportunities have opened. Can you see it? When you see it, can you wave it? Kind of wave it before God and go, I can see it. I can see it, God. I can see it, God. I can see it, God. Hallelujah. I can see it, God. It's not everything I'm believing for, but I can see the first fruit of the harvest. It's not all plowing and, re- and, and it's not all sowing. I can see the first sheath of harvest. I can see it. There's life breaking out. There's life breaking out. There's life breaking out. Can you see it? I got into trouble in Auckland last week because I talked about the Martian movie. Has anyone seen that? Anyone planning to see it who hasn't seen it yet? Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I'll avoid the spoilers I did last week. So everyone knows he's an astronaut trapped on Mars. Minor spoiler. He's a... He's a botanist and he grows plants. He works hard. To, and then it's like one day he's walking past and he sees this little shoot out of the ground. And he's like, yes. Because his life depends on growing some food on Mars. And it's like, yes. And, it, and that's what I want you to catch today in your spirit. It's like, yes. I, it's not the full harvest, but yes, there's life breaking out. In that marriage with those kids, in my faith, in my ministry, and church, there's life breaking out. I, I see it, God. There's capacity coming. But then the second step, go back to the second. The second one is the se- when they produced one crop, one thing, God. There's a whole lot of things I haven't got, but one area. There's actually a harvest. There's actually some weight there now. Can you see that? Just, sorry, forget the Martian movie. Close your eyes again. Connect with God. Pick up the music again. Can you see where the one harvest is? Your small group. Maybe finishing your degree or your career. But there's some weight to something. It's not just all chaff and air and nothing. There's some weight to one part of my life. Can you see that? There's some weight. You know, I just want to publicly, well, just honour Desiree. I don't know if you know, she just, she just 
single-handedly overturned 50 years of our denomination and distributed $35 million, is that right, of property around churches. We just, we just did the biggest change and stuff. There's some, there's some weight to what she's done this year. I'm sure there's a whole lot of areas that she's still looking, but man, she, there's some weight to that part. She did it. Where's the area this time of the year going? We did it. You and me, God, we've done it. There's a harvest in this part. Come on, we haven't seen the whole thing yet, but there's a harvest here. We're now in the, that stage where God's tripping over from structure and order to speaking blessing, to speaking increase, to speaking favor, speaking fruitfulness. Come on, where's that area in your life? Can you thank God for that area? I ain't got it all yet, but this area, God, we did something. I reckon you kind of almost need to slap yourself on the back. You did it. Come on, you did it. It was hard, but we did it. Maybe turn to the person next to you and slap them on the back and go, you did it. (laughs) You did it. You did it. Okay, I want you to just connect. So I'm going to finish in like two minutes. I just want you to connect with God. This is where there's fruitfulness coming in your life. This is where there's fruitfulness. This is where there's fruitfulness. Come on, in sports, man, fruitfulness in your ministry there. Fruitfulness in some of your, your service and areas in the church. Justine, I know I keep saying this, but I just again see the teaching thing. There's a fruitfulness around teaching in your life. Okay, now you're ready for the final one. Because if you can see the one little sheet, if you can stand with this loaf and go, we did it. We brought in the harvest of this crop. Then like Pastor Willie says, you start to believe again. You start to see again when you close your eyes what it's all about. You start, something starts to leap and believe again. We're going to get there. It's going to happen. There's going to be enlargement. There's going to be very good. There's going to be multiple areas start to come together. We're going to start to pick up momentum. We're going to start to see something come together where there's life and there's fruitfulness. Can you start to believe that? If you if you can see the first one, if you can see that you start, something starts to spark in your spirit. It's going to happen. It's going to come. Come on, don't be cynical in this moment that I'm hyped. This is not hype. This is catching something of faith. It's not hype because you've seen the first one. You've presented the second one. So something of faith. God, I pray, keep the spirit of kind of cynical. So I pray that faith would ignite again. People would dare to believe in the dreams like that psalm. It would seem like we were dreaming, but it's my reality now. Father, reignite dreams, I pray. Reignite vision. Reignite what people have seen. And they would dare to believe again because of the good things, God, that you have done. Why don't you just say thanks to God and worship God. He's the God of the harvest. He's the God of harvest.